Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. Whoosh! No, 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 it's not that. Look, you pulled another burger boner. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, it's the Married with Children Podcast. It's Wednesday. And we're going to send you a show. Whoosh. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so, yes, here we are. My name is Al. I am joined by the guy who pulled a burger boner, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Uh, I don't oh, I don't have a response to that one that's appropriate. You're slipping, Jerry. Yeah, I thought you were going to pull out some mayonnaise joke. Uh, I get, well, I guess I pulled a burger boner. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by the guy, you heard him, who likes to eat and fight cavities, Justin. What's up? Man? The toothpaste switch. Is that what we're calling it? We are when you uh, record a video of you taking a bite. I was uh, I was going to wonder if that was something that I'm going to have to do for the Patreon. Oh, you are now since I introduced you with it, yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I was going to be screwed because I thought because Steve's the one that took a bite out of it, right. it was going to be aimed towards me. Yeah, but you're more of the boner puller guy. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Appreciate that. So, uh, hey, listen, I'm very methodical with these things. <laughs> so, guys, we're reviewing A Three Job, No Income Family, Season 3, Episode 14 of your favorite 80s and 90s sitcom, Married with Children. This episode aired April 2nd, 1989. It was directed by Jerry Cohen, written by Richard Gurman, Ron Levitt, many more. Special, a couple of special guests, Teresa Ganzel, Pauly Shore, Kristen Jacobs, Dylan Kussman. Uh, all right, well, this episode, when Peggy gets a job selling cosmetics and brings home more money than Al, he gets a second job to regain his self-respect. So Kelly and Bud are on the couch, and Kelly is reading a male porn magazine, I believe, called Playtime. I guess it's Playboy, but for chicks? Uh, I know there's I mean, a Playgirl. That's a real thing. Right, it's a real thing, right. Well, the Bundys are weird with that because in this show, they started off with Playboys and they kind of uh, got their way out of it. I don't know why because all of a sudden they started creating their own magazines like Biggins was the uh, is the big one you'll <laughs> know about. <laughs> yeah, here, Playtime. I feel like we're going to see that again too eventually. But do you think that's appropriate that Kelly's reading that or does that turn you on because she's into guys that much? You know, there. I, I don't think it's – it's not the next episode, but the episode after, where she brings up a comment that she might be 16. I'm just killing time till I'm 17. <laughs> yeah, well, then in, in two episodes, she pulls out a contract that said she can have a pajama party when she turns after... She can start having pajama parties again after 16, at 16. 
And I'm like, well, did she forget about it for a year? Is she 16? Is she 17? I legit have no idea right now. So I kind of don't want to comment about her looking at noon magazines currently. Oh, okay. Well, in November of this year, she'll be 17. So it is April. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so it is accurate. So you get more caveman talk like eating out. And Al just tells the kids to move over. So you can sit on the couch. After what you just said, we don't, we're not going to get into Kelly slitting her skirt up to her chin then. Yeah, well, she's practically a woman, but she doesn't cook. One of the funniest lines, you know, Kelly says that when she wants to eat, she just gets a date and the guy will feed her. When Bud, Al goes, well, you don't date. How do you, how do you eat? <laughs> and Bud's voice cracks like I never heard in my life. He's like... <laughs> you know <laughs> and he tells al about that was pretty good man <laughs> yeah i don't know how i just cracked my voice like that that was good yeah. but you don't date how do you eat well just like the proud indian i've learned to live off the land now for instance well let me show you what i mean now you see this crack between the stove and the wall every now and then i'll find say a fuzzy m&m you just peel the protective coating and you've got a nice little dose of simple carbohydrates and don't throw away that colorful shell it makes a hearty base for soup now that don't forget the shell makes a hearty base for soup yeah for you guys out there and no we're not gonna drink that for patreon (laughs) oh hi kelly honey help me hide these before your father gets home Oh, hi, Al. Thanks, Peg. I had a French fry on the hook and you made me drop it. It'll be there tomorrow. You know, I have a bone to pick with you, Al. There wouldn't be any meat on it, would there? No. I am really upset. I went shopping today. You know, spending here, spending there, to warm up to some serious shopping. Well, just when I was loose and ready, bam, you ran out of money. Look at these bags. This is what you make, Al. All of it. Now, at this point, do you just want to strangle her? Like, these people, look at what they're doing for food at this point. Yeah, it's really really messed up. Like, I know they're going harder on the jokes, but the uh, more often that I have to see everyone go without food while Peggy shops, I just sit there and just go, I'm starting to hate Peggy. You need to actually call like child services at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is spousal abuse. <laughs> so she's the worst mom pretty much. Now, the Bundys only eat on Fridays, I guess. Maybe they eat Friday, maybe during the weekend, then they got to wait <laughs> again because that's when Al gets paid. <laughs> Oh, um, Dad, can we have some money to go out to dinner? Kids, today's Thursday. You know we don't eat till Friday. (laughs) Al, you are a total disgrace. Come here, kids. Here you go. You can always depend on Mom. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Well, we may as well face it. We just can't make it as a single-income family anymore. Me and the girls talked about it over lunch, and we all agree, you'll just have to get a second job. You're that afraid I'll live out the year, Peg. What's wrong with you getting a second job? Peg, let me state this as clearly as I can. I would rather rip off my nose with a can opener. I would rather bob for apples in a sewer 
I would rather have a catheter the size of a garden hose before I get another job to pay for your shopping. Think it over. We'll talk about it later. Did you ever have two jobs? Yeah. Nope. Don't believe right, in it. Right now. Yeah? <laughs> uh, I haven't started the second one yet, but... Wow. Yeah. This is your first time then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tell us what that's like on the season wrap-up show. If you count this, I have three. Except for I don't get paid for this one. <laughs> you get paid as much as Al. You get a whole cool nickel. <laughs> well, at at this point with the Patreon, that is what you're getting, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not even joking. Oh, God. So, Al <laughs> could be a couple things if he really puts his mind to it. He could be a chicken plucker. He could be a sperm donor <laughs> if he had some experience. You know, I have a friend that runs a pit bull training school. Does Al have a protective cup? <laughs> what for? <laughs> I'll put it down as a maybe. Yeah, well, think about it. He could work his way up to the guy with the tranquilizer gun. Mm, I don't know. Al's aim isn't very good. You've seen our bathroom. <laughs> and your children. <laughs> Now this looks perfect. No skills, no experience, no brain required. Well, that's everything but his name. Listen, the Patty Bright Company is looking for you to distribute an exciting new line of Patty Bright cosmetics. Unlimited growth potential, work in your own home, earn lots of S's. Those are dollar signs, <laughs> Even better <laughs> that it's settled. Al is going to be a patty girl. Don't you think you should check with Al? Hey, I did not have two children checking with Al. <laughs> patty Bright Girl, which basically, guys, is their spin on Avon. Like, you ever see um, Edward Scissorhands? Yeah. yeah. I, I, my, my, I knew people who sold Avon one back in the 90s. Isn't it? It's like a pyramid scheme, right? Yeah, I probably. Isn't that what that is? I think so. It. It is, but it was more the door-to-door style selling instead of now what all that's evolved into is those, like, people that are selling you scents candles and belly wraps, and now it's way more into a pyramid skin. But it used to be a little bit more legit because you would actually go door-to-door to sell makeup to housewives. Isn't that awesome? Like, imagine you're a housewife in the 60s, and there's barely anything to watch on TV. So all you really do is cook and clean. Then you got some lady who just shows up with a bunch of stuff you'd love. Your whole chore is to just buy it. Like, how great would that be? Like, what, that would be like us not doing anything all day and someone coming to our house with, like, a, a case of Blu-rays and games or whatever. <laughs> be like, all right, well, here, we can play all these and tell me what you think. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> it seems like a great thing, right? He'd be like, he was like, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, hey, dude, are you coming back next week? <laughs> for a, a chick in the 60s and 70s this must have been heaven on earth so i could see how they can make some money maybe <laughs> oh this is too good for al tell me more well there are the petty parties you go to parties that's the job you see you throw parties have your friends over then watch the product sell themselves while you just sit and do nothing <laughs> well i can do that <laughs> 
to think I was just giving it away. She wants Al to do this because she's so afraid of working, but she eventually feels that with the way the lady's talking to her and the way things are going with the conversation and she shows her the check and she says, it's all a party, you just have parties and it just sounds great to peck. She decides to work. Oddly enough. So now we've seen her have two jobs, one in the clock. Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to reference that, but maybe it's as forgettable as to them as it is to everybody else. <laughs> and us. I think they want to forget it as much as we do. Uh-huh. You know, I got to say, when um, the, the the chick said she used to be a phone sex operator, mm-hmm. I really thought Peggy was going to be like, well, how do I get that job? <laughs> Well, her mother eventually becomes one. And for the record, <laughs> uh, Teresa Ganzel, who plays this Patty Bright lady, has been nude. So there you go. Are you kidding no me? Way. Yep, she's been nude. She has been topless in movies. Wow. It's ever since. It's like they just like purposely hire people. What's weird is there was no Google back then. So it's not like the guys at home could like, oh, she's hot. <laughs> let me let me check her out real quick. But now in this day and age, it almost seems like they were doing that and setting it up for the future they saw the future and the potential and rewatchability when you have google and you can google the actresses and they really added a boost to our show i mean we get to bring this to light i mean how many married children fans really thought of that you know they probably just watched the episode it's whatever whatever but then to sit here and listen to an examination of it and all of a sudden it's like oh wait so all these chicks i've been watching all these years i can see them all naked like this is a great deal She's she's uh, pretty busty. <laughs> oh, you're looking her up, man. Here I am doing the show. Uh, Listen, to be every fair, time, every time. I yeah, it's to. it's kind of it's kind of our thing. We yeah. gotta double check. We gotta make sure that we're giving them. He was just checking to see if my source was credible. Oh, okay. He's yeah, making I, the I, show I better by double checking my work. We don't like fake news. Yeah. Right. He he's just doing my. Job. You know, I gotta say, even though we've kind of already passed it. There are some jokes in this episode that are really kind of mean-spirited. Oh, yeah. Well, real quick, can we do the callback one real fast? Because you're talking about I don't want to leave uh, Teresa Ganzel yet. Did you notice the callback joke to episode one with her? Which which one? Where she tastes the coffee. Oh, yeah. I I just like anyone that shows them in the house and puts anything in their mouth usually has a bad look on their face. (laughs) When Al is getting told by Peggy that he needs to get a second job, and he's like, have I told you I loved you today? Right. And then that's all he says. (laughs) And then when Peggy and Marcy are talking, she brings up that he could be a pit bull trainer. He could work his way up to the guy with the tranquilizer gun. Peggy's like, he has bad aim. You've seen our bathroom. Marcy's reply is, and your children. Whoa. It's not the second one in a row. But this is the second time Marcy took a jab at the kids right in their face, right? Because didn't she say uh, something about, well, you did give birth, didn't you? And she said, well, I don't know. I could have laid eggs. And she goes, well, we have a theory about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're they're just going at it. And every time Peg is in another world, like, at this this time she was, like, studying the, you know, the ads or whatever. So she didn't pay attention. And I was staring at Peg's face to see her reaction to that. But she just absolutely didn't even listen. Yeah, she doesn't really care. No. No. As Justin said, the whole pyramid scheme thing, that's sort of when the people that think they're getting a job end up paying 
these people they're working for more in the initial process than they end up giving up. So these people just keep on taking your initial uh, process money, which if you ever get a job and they tell you, well, you got to pay us $100 so we could do a background check or... Well, what do I need to start? Just a deep and abiding belief in makeup. And our super deluxe petty party starter kit. (laughs) Well, how much does that cost? $250. Oh, but that's just a drop in the bucket compared to your first month's commission. Well, just how much commission are we talking about? (laughs) Whoa! Will you take a check? Sure. Does it have to be good? (laughs) No! We'll just put a lien against your husband's wages. I'm in! Peg falls for it, even though this is slightly more legit. I said decent chunk of change. But the lady says, like, your check doesn't even have to be good. It could just we put a lean against your earnings or whatever. So, I guess oh, yeah, lean against her, her husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your husband's earnings. Yeah. So three weeks later, Peg is doing great. She's selling like crazy. She's making a lot of commission. Things are going well. Al buys the kids food even though he's not using the extra money from Peg. So that's what you mean. Well, he doesn't know about that money yet. Yeah. He bought them food, and then the kids, these dirty, rotten kids, <laughs> Al couldn't eat. And uh, he was like, I hope my whining didn't bother you. And they, they had the waiter kick him out. <laughs> How does that even work? He, did he pay for it? For, was it like fast food they paid for? No, because then there wouldn't be a waiter. You pay for the food at the end of the meal. How do you kick him out if he hasn't paid for the meal? They, it's probably like, Dad, can I have the money for the food? Yeah, why? Waiter, can you get him out of here? You know, one of those kinds of deals. But Al did get some sugar water. Yeah, that's true. So You should have went to one of those places where you at least get rolls. And a lemon? Yeah. For your sugar water? <laughs> yeah. Look what I made! Look, it's a check with Mom's name on it. We love you, Mommy. <laughs> Save your breath. Daddy said I could keep it. Okay, Peg. We know that Oprah isn't paying people to watch her show with their mouths open. So how'd you get the money? I am a Patty Bright girl. I sell cosmetics in my spare time. So it's a full-time job. No, but it's full-time pay. Gee, Dad, Mom makes more than you. Do we still have to call him Dad? Or do we call you, Dad? Well, I think the check speaks for itself. But let's go to the mall now. You can watch me spend. Dad, can you pinpoint for us the exact moment that life passed you by? Son, life didn't pass me by. It sat on my head. Well, I still love you, Daddy. I just don't have any respect for you. Well, Pumpkin, the feeling is mutual. Oh, Oh, don't worry, Al. It's not like I'm going to rub your nose in it. Everyone, guess what? I make more money than my husband. (laughs) Kelly should win, like, a little award here because... She has just two... Remember how we tried doing a few easy lines on this show and we couldn't even do that? Like about uh-huh. chopping the tree and eating it or whatever? 
Kelly delivers these two lines amazing. So when she sees that Peg has money, the way she everything about it, the way she turns to Peg and says, "I love you, mommy." <laughs> that was just amazing, dude. Like it's just such a high quality, perfect pitch type of delivery and look on her face for the situation that's going on. Obviously, oh yeah, now you love me cuz I'm making money. And then the line where she says to Al, I still love you, Daddy. I just don't have any respect for you. <laughs> but the way she even delivers that, it was just perfect. Oh, my God. Do we still call him Dad or do we call you Dad? Yeah. <laughs> like, jeez. Even Buck growls at him. Yeah, Buck. So Al's sitting there in a pretty – it seems like an iconic scene with him just – you don't see much of it online or anything, but him squeezing the toothpaste into the bread. If you listen closely, you could hear the guys in the audience, the live audience. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, Al, don't do it. And then Al just, like, glares straight ahead. So that must have been great for the guy who said that. Then he seemed, it seemed like Al was looking at him or whatever. Oh, that guy got kicked out. I wonder what the rules were for the live audience because eventually the show gets so big because remember the Ricola thing happened in this season early in the season by season four and five and even six like the audience goes crazy when these people walk do, in. Do we know if this was filmed in front of a live audience because sometimes it's just a laugh track and the crew actually adds additional um, – like sound so like that could have been a crew member for all we know well i'm i remember someone posting something about being in the audience and and they were saying how like the cast would come out and talk to the audience before the show and the person who got the most applause was christina applegate a hundred percent of uh <laughs> Jay. yeah like just imagine what we would be doing if we were there oh my god uh, I mean, they already put us on like a, a, a list I heard from the things we said on the show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Al squeezes a tube of toothpaste on bread. Now, this is pre-Tangwitch. This came first. I don't know if, if he ever coined what it is, but uh, he just said he, he something about eating and fighting cavities. But the important thing is women have to work for their self-esteem. I'm proud of Marcy. I mean, even if we have to share the cooking duties because she's tired from work. Of course, my mother worked and she cooked every day. Good, too. I like those frozen fish sticks and tater tots Marcy calls dinner. But I'm happy. Yep, I'm just a... a happy tater totting fish sticking man. Pretty pathetic, Steve. <laughs> no kidding. We learn that Marcy is really not a great cook. Which is weird because when he did his whole, like, making her a slave thing, um, she was cooking Wellington and beef or whatever that was. Beef Wellington and baked Alaska. Yeah, and we I remember I was looking that up, and it, there was, it wasn't an easy thing to make. It was a little complicated. So I'm like, how is she a bad cook? 
I get. I, I don't know necessarily want to say she's a bad cook. She's as a much lazy as, cook. She, yeah, I think it's probably she doesn't want to cook because oh, it's always the woman's job to cook. But she's you know she's not about that life. Dude, that would not fly, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would not fly. I'm sorry. I couldn't I'm, do it. I just you're you're not the right person for me. <laughs> what if it was carp? I don't like fish at all, so fish would be a, a very bad move. <laughs> yeah, no fish will ever touch my grill. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, you know, Steve's, you know, realizing his life ain't so amazing either. And he, which it's great for the joke, but how often do you sit down at someone's house and pull a sandwich off of the plate that's in front of them and, and bite into it? Especially at Al's house. Literally <laughs> in like the next two episodes, we're going to hear Marcy get scared that Steve might have eaten something there. Right, exactly. They've eaten and drank stuff there before. It has been bad. Also, you know Al does not get to eat a lot. Why would you take the man's sandwich? I don't know. This joke does not make sense. At all, but... At all for the characters, but it is hilarious. Right. It's one of those times you gotta let it go. Yeah, in the future, he says, no, I couldn't find the right wine that goes with slop. (laughs) Yeah, he, and, and this coming from a from a tater totting fish sticking man, right? How can she earn more than me? I can't. <laughs> would you like some floss with that, Steve? Now, Justin, would if you ate that sandwich, would you want floss with that, or? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's right. Uh, Before I eat it, I want one of those Listerine strips that you put on your tongue and they dissolve. Y'all remember those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still buy those. I like those. Oh, wow. That was awkward. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do you not like those things? God, who likes Listerine? I don't know. Oh, no one likes it, but it works. That's all. Yeah. I don't like it. I use it, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily love the taste of beer, but I've drank thousands of them. See, I don't drink beer because it tastes See, beer. I love the taste of beer. Yeah. I oh. didn't when I was younger, but. If I loved the taste of beer, I'd be dead by now. <laughs> Believe me, like, <laughs> you don't want me loving the taste of this. I can't let her beat me. What I have to do is get a second job and not tell Peg. That way it'll seem like I'm a better salesman than her, and I'll get back my self-respect. I've, I, I know I'm getting to be repetitive here, but it's just how great season three has been to us. Uh, Al gets a second job to maintain some dignity and we have another set and it's a fast food kangaroo burger joint. No, no, no. It's not a kangaroo burger joint. Yeah, he says. He calls the burgers kangaroos suggesting they're not made out of beef, but the place is called Burger Trek. Oh, I know that. But I was just saying. It's a it's a kangaroo burger place because the guy says, yeah, tell the whole world, Bundy. So he is admitting it. I don't think they wait a second. Yeah. Do people eat kangaroos? Yeah. What the? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's um, like, I don't know if it's allowed in the United States. Like, I know that like certain places eat a horse, but it's that's illegal in the United States. Like even certain places in Canada, horse is like prime. Well, if Al's not home, he doesn't have to eat horse. Uh, no but i heard you're allowed to eat kangaroo as long as there's a certain level of pouch in it wow 
Back to this burger place. It's called Burger Trek. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. It's obviously a Star Trek-themed um, hamburger joint. I knew this episode was coming up, so <clears throat> earlier on in the year, I decided to watch all three seasons of the original Star Trek show. What? Yeah, just so I could have better <laughs> just, Yeah, just so you can <laughs> You know, I think they're going to make a Star Trek joke and Polly Shore's on that episode. <laughs> Should I watch Polly Shore movies or Star Trek episodes? This is a tough decision. Yeah, I went with three seasons of Star Trek instead of I one. I want to sit through Son-in-Law again. Exactly. So I and here's the crazy part. I just finished the last episode of season three last night, right in time for this review. So I think it was like about sixty episodes, and they're all forty five minutes. So now I know to. Well, really, there was no reason for that because there's no real reference. Huh. That was a waste of time. <laughs> you think? But it was it was great, though. Well, I guess we have to talk about Star Trek on some level here because, yeah, it's it's a, a Star Trek-themed uh, burger place. So uh, Star Trek, obviously, everybody should know. It's 1966. That was when the show from Gene Roddenberry first started. Um, <clears throat> starred William Shatner. As Captain Kirk, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, and DeForest Kelly as uh, Bones. And uh, they just, you know, they were on an Enterprise. They went to outer space. It was a five-year mission. And that's, we already referenced that here because our show is a five-year mission too. Because that's how many episodes are in Married with Children if you do it weekly. They reference it here because uh, Pauly Shore says uh, our mission is to send a burger where no burger has gone before. <laughs> That's a reference to, in the beginning of the show, William Shatner says, our mission to to go where no man has ever gone before. And it's funny because when they do the new movies and they say that stuff in the beginning, they say where no person has gone before. Because I guess now – because that show was actually very sexist. It's like insanely – Yeah, but it also was the first time on national television that a white man and a black woman shared a kiss on screen. That's true. Michelle Nichols – and I just watched that episode. That happened in season three, maybe in the middle of the season. And they did it because they were – I think they were both under the power of a guy. He was like playing them as puppets. They had that kind of control for some reason. And he made them kiss – Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, oh, I always no. wondered if, if that's weird that they made them do that. But obviously, as actors, they did it willingly. But yeah, that's interesting, too. Now, here's our autobiography on Polly Shore. Oh, God. this are, Trust me, guys, you'll love the Star Trek one more, but go ahead. If I ever get a lecture from Polly Shore, <laughs> I'm ending my life. There is no biography on Polly Shore. It's Polly Shore. You know him from movies, and now you don't. Pretty much... He was a pretty big, not I don't I never say big. Believe it or not, his main thing is that his family owns um, a comedy club. Well, he made a bunch of movies in the '90s that people love to love and love to hate. Biodome, Encino Man, Son-in-Law. Right Man. now, I 
he's one of those guys that I instantly just look at and roll my eyes and hate. Now, he could be a really cool guy in real life. When he was on Howard Stern, I didn't really hate him. He's one of those guys who has been with a lot of girls from the Playboy Mansion. He slept with a lot of centerfolds. So that kind of made... Hey, me too. Well, you never fell asleep next to a Playboy magazine? Oh, God. How do you guys feel about Pauly Shirt? Do you instantly roll your eyes and just dismiss him, or do you think of him as like... Dude, he's the wheeze. He's wheezing the juice. I, I have no problem with Pauly Shore. Um, I, growing up, I actually really liked Son-in-Law. Biodome is kind of dumb. And Sino Man is fantastic. So these movies are good? No. Okay. But if you're under the influence, they're better. Well, he's still working today. Even though what you said, um, he's in TV shows mostly. It's pretty much all. The newest thing he did was uh, Sandy Wexler. I don't even know what that is. But he he does a lot of TV work pretty much. And that's about it at this point. But as far as him on this show, I got to say he was good. You know? He was underplayed. I guess this was this is obviously before he started getting big. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, he didn't have any of his catchphrases, and he just really seemed like he was playing it straightforward. And I was like, man, he could have actually played a depressed teenager rather well. I never noticed how good his voice is, like not doing catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- Justin, are you there? Yeah, I didn't think he was there because I keep asking about. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I I fell asleep back when uh, Alex was talking about Star Trek. Did we get the Holy Shore yet? <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Woo, bravo, Justin. That just listen. I made a lot of nerds happy with that information. <laughs> wow, you guys. um actually i actually really like paulie shore um i i like a lot of his movies i grew up watching encino man and um uh son-in-law and biodome and in the army now and jerry duty like i watched i watched most of those you know uh i actually i actually don't find him that annoying honestly like he's he he actually was really big, honestly. Like a lot of people don't know that how how big that like he was like the face of MTV for a little bit. Um, I recently seen him on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Uh, he seems a little bit washed up and like bitter that everything just went so downhill. Because one thing that I noticed about him is he truly misses being a star. And it's kind of sad. It's a little unfortunate. Like he really loved being you know, in movies. He just loved being in movies, so. Yeah, it must be weird when that's all over, you know? Like, you're the biggest thing, and all of a sudden, that job ends, and they're like, well, hey, guys, it's me. Come on. Everybody loves me, right? Come on, so what do you want to do next? And they're like, whoa, we don't really have anything going on right now. Like, oh. It's even way worse if, like, you were known for doing something, and everybody loves it, and then all of a sudden, they roll their eyes at it, and it's like, that's kind of who you are, and it's like that was your identity for so long. So kind of tragic, yeah. a little bit. His, but like his audience just stopped smoking pot, and they were like, "Well, it's not funny anymore because we, we don't smoke pot. We have nine to five jobs now." Yeah, that could have happened. <laughs> it happened to Eminem. Well, Eminem got off the drugs. That was the problem. Ah, right. He stopped saying funny stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that. Um, I actually thought that pa- I didn't know Polly Shore was in this episode, and soon, and Jerry's right. Like that voice. It's actually he he kind of kills this role a little bit. Like he's he does a very good job with it. Like and 
yeah, I, I, I thought he was great in this episode and it was, you know, toned down Polly Shore. It was like, it was just an actor, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, I liked it. Yeah. Well, one thing he doesn't like is when Al puts the beef squeezins on too early. <laughs> you make the noise, Bundy. Whoosh! Hey, we got a lot of unhappy passengers out there, crewmen, Bundy. Talk to me like a person. Oh, um, like, okay, like old dude? <laughs> um, I had to leave the bridge to tell you this, but, um, we've had a lot of complaints about this burger. What's wrong? Look, you tell me what's wrong. Some pouch get in there? <laughs> Look, there's no place at Burger Trek for a rebel, Bundy. Come on, you know, we got, like, a mission to accomplish. To go where no burger has gone before. Okay, yeah, right, that's good. Um, well, let's just start from the beginning, okay? What goes on a hamburger? Tomato, onion, ketchup, pickle, and a squirt of beef squeezins. Yeah, now that is our special sauce, Bundy, and that goes on last. You've been putting yours on first, and, uh... It's been washing the coloring off the tomatoes. Get with the program, Bundy. You're a disgrace to the hat. Oh, clean your station. Marry a redhead. Dude, like, okay. The, uh, the, uh, meat substitute is pink dust that they have to add water to. Like, how does that make meat that... Nah. I like how uh, Polly Shore's like, I don't, I've got to do my homework. I don't want to flunk out of school and be a bum or a shoe salesman. Yeah. Like, and you can see his on face. the same level. You can see his face when he says shoe salesman. Almost like he knows that Al is one deep down, <laughs> so he has this weird smirk. It's like a half he, a smirk. And then he goes, I never should have fired my dad. And I was like, Polly Shore, you're depressing me. <laughs> <laughs> never depressed me in my life, and right now you're depressing me. Uh, yeah. You know, I actually rewinded this to make sure that Al did put the sauce on wrong, in the wrong order. Ow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out he puts it on, and it's weird because Paulie Shore asks, how do you make a burger? And when Al goes through the list, he doesn't mention mustard, which is clearly what has to be in the yellow thing. He just said beef squeezins and then ketchup he goes no you're supposed to put that on last but al puts the squeezins on with the cat with the mustard at the same time then the ketchup so it technically was wrong hey justin he's gonna start talking about star trek and and how to make a burger we mean we might need to find a new host yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> no honestly that's pretty cool that you went back and yeah that that that's actually pretty interesting and what's even cooler that they actually were making it wrong on purpose, <laughs> considering no one could go back and rewind at the time. Yeah, who would catch? Yeah, right. And who would remember to pay attention because you know that joke is coming later, you know? Yeah, exactly. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. <laughs> Whoosh! No, 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 it's not that. Look, you pulled another burger boner. <laughs> What'd I do? Send one out hot? No, you send one out without onions. Damn. Look, Bundy, hey, I'm not a bad guy. Let's just talk like, you know, dude, dude, dude. Hey, see, I'm up on the bridge and I'm trying to do my homework. 
I mean, what do you want me to do? Like, flunk out of school and become like a bum or a shoe salesman? <laughs> look, look, just get back to work. God, I never should have fired my dad. <laughs> Crewman who overflowed the toilet, please report to the bridge. <laughs> Yet again, we should we make points for Al overflowing toilets at this point? Look, I don't have time to keep up with all those kind of points. <laughs> but it was hilarious when they called over the intercom in his face. Yeah, it, it worked again. Um, oh. So luckily, they really do know how to... Make sure these kind of uh, jokes keep working. It's weird. Here's another commission check from Patty Bright Cosmetics. How does she do it, Steve? How can she make more money than a man who sells shoes and burgers? <laughs> Al, I made more than you losing a tooth when I was a kid. <laughs> well, how would you like to make a fortune tonight, Steve? <laughs> Why do I not remember those two? Oh man, that line is so. It's right before they find out that Peggy's been buying her own stuff. I can't believe it. She can't sell more than me. Her customers must be morons. (laughs) A list of idiots like that could be really worth a fortune to a good salesman. Damn, I wish I could find that list. Oh, maybe there's a clue in this book that says Peggy's customers. Give me that, Steve. That might be it. Now, get a pen. Write this down. Ah, here we go. Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Ah, here it is. Peggy Bundy. Whenever she... Because I guess, like, the appropriate way to do that would be to, you know, you know, pay the whatever, the 250 and then get three of your friends to do the same thing. And then they pay you, and then you you're giving the product to them. They sell the product. You know, I think that's how those pyramid things are supposed to work. Or at the very least, just sell the makeup to other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you buying it yourself. Wait. You're you're clearly doing awful. Here's the other thing: How does Al like not realize that she's taking his money to buy the makeup? Keeping her commission check and then using his money again to buy the makeup. Right. Like, how does how does he not keep up with his money like that? I would assume that it has to be like a savings or a bank account or something. You know, they don't have a savings. But I just can't see who would have that much money on hand either. You know, they actually do have a savings. What? Yeah. So do you remember when Al owed money on the overdue library book? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He said after that whole news story hit and they all wore bags on their heads and stuff, he said he got up. They go, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to go pay the fine. It'll break us, but at least we don't have to walk around with a bag on our head. That f- And he had every intention of doing it at that time. He wouldn't have gone to the library if he wasn't really going to pay her the money. And that was for $2,163. That means that Al had that, and apparently that's all he has, because he said it'll break him once he does it. Now, he changed his mind and and decided, you know what, screw this, I'm not paying her, after she started rat- rattling off with the insults. That's when all that turned around. But he had every intention of actually paying when he went. 
Otherwise, why go back? Uh, they do have money. So if she did take $623, it would be a fourth of what he has. But there would be money to steal. And I guess, would you notice that? I don't know. Not without an app on your phone. <laughs> yeah. But it's been three weeks that this has been going on. So he would have noticed that he lost $200 a week. I don't know. They seem to be able to steal money off of him pretty easy. So, Yeah, when she goes shopping, she has to easily have been spending all that, right? With all those bags she keeps bringing in. Man, this episode makes Peg look like a complete idiot. <laughs> Like, bad. Dude, Peggy is the biggest jerk ever. Like, <laughs> my God. I do remember in my youth, I went through a time when I really didn't like her. Like, I was actually angry. <laughs> and I think we're seeing why as as we do. But I'm sure. And it's like, it's weird. It's like, guys, don't forget to make her likable. I mean, Jesus. You do realize that you got to keep people watching this. Yeah, Peg has been buying her own makeup. And then getting commission for it. So basically what that means is if Peg paid $400 that week, well, let's just say 200 because that's what she did, 200 that week for, for makeup, her check for selling it would probably just be like $80 or even less probably. So I don't even know how they, everybody was so wowed by her checks actually. So that's weird. Hey guys, looking for a little bit more Married with Children podcast? Well, look no further than Patreon.com. If you become a patron of our show, with a donation as little as $5 a month, you have a backstage pass to all the extra nudie bar content. As our first year wraps up here at the Married Children podcast, we have two video commentaries waiting for you. He thought he could, and you better watch out. Watch those episodes along with us, guys. Some of the content that's coming up, Justin eats a toothpaste sandwich. One of us eat Tang Wipe, a review of Hondo. And what about that one movie Jerry mentioned Christina Applegate was in? We gotta get our hands on that. Remember, guys, for only $5 a month, you get the weekly show as usual and lots more Bundyful content. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> what is it, Al? Did I get another commission check? Did I? Did I? Huh? huh? <laughs> yes, you did. Wee! <laughs> yes, we indeed. Peg, since you're now an entrepreneur, I thought it might be a good idea for you to learn something about business. From you? Why not? You've taken everything else from me. You see, Pookie, since you're the only one buying your cosmetics, you're not really making any money. Oh, yes, I am. They send me checks. Ah, yes, but you send them much bigger ones. And that's what we call in the world of business sending your husband rocketing to the poorhouse. Why didn't you sell any makeup, Peg? Well, like I told the girls, it's not very good. Well, then why did you keep buying it? Because that's how I make my money. <laughs> how much do we owe for the cosmetics, Peg? Minus my commission? Yes. <laughs> Six hundred and twenty-three dollars. Well, at least you're not in real estate. Where are you going? We owe a lot of money, Peg. I know what I have to do. You didn't make the noise, Bundy. 
Oh, <laughs> and did you guys see the twist coming when the burger fell out down the chute and he goes, you forgot to make the sound, Bundy, because that worked perfectly for the twist. And then it's Peg standing there and she says, whoosh. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see it coming because I thought it was another one of Al, you know. Just loses again. Just loses again. Yeah. As, as in, did I fall for that it was still. Did you see the twist coming? Yes, I did. 100%. Really? You knew that it would be her? Yeah. I just didn't. I, I didn't expect it to be Al at all. Like, I just was like. I, I, I just figured that she's going to have to pay that money. Like, I, I, I just saw that coming so easy. Well, because doesn't he sort of get up as if he's going to go do something? Yep. Like, leave? I guess he went to go tell her, hey, you're going to hire my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's how we fall for it because he gets up as if he's going to go there. So, yeah, I, I fell for it. Yeah, I can see why you'd fall for it, but, like, I just – like that's just such a classic sitcom moment. Like I just like yeah, if you just take it as he stood up, yeah, I definitely could see why you would say that. But like I thought that was gonna happen once I knew that she was taking his money and and s- sucking up a storm selling that stuff. Like I had a feeling that it was gonna end with her. Like I saw it way ahead of time. Wow. Huh. Well, it's a big deal. Peg's working again. There's now the second time I believe. Well, a third. Because she worked for uh, Patty. You know, later on, she'll cry when Kelly gets a job. So it's it's pretty major for Peg. And the very last shot of Peg, when she's smoking and doing the switch sound, if you notice, over her left shoulder, she has mayonnaise in her hair. It's pretty gross. Are you sure it's... Ma- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Why, do you think that Pauly Shore pulled a burger boner? <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, All right, guys, we'll be right back with the ratings for this week's episode. No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash married with children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at MarriedWChildrenPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys. So a three-job, no-income family. How many kangaroo burgers are you whooshing down the chute for this episode out of five justin well al i am whooshing four kangaroo burgers down the chute out of five i think that this episode is really funny actually and um the only thing that i actually don't like about it is just how dumb it makes peg look like i think it actually almost hurts her character to be that dumb because even when he's explaining it to her she still doesn't understand and it's just like it's 
it's a serious dumbness. It's like, dude, you're going to ruin the world. You're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that kind of bugged me, but it was for the sake of comedy. So like I, I kind of go with it. I love the Pauly Shore guest appearance. I thought he was awesome. And I, I I'm a Pauly Shore fan. So like, that was cool seeing him. And, uh, I knew that voice instantly. I was like, is that Pauly goddamn Shore? Mm-hmm. What the hell? You know what I mean? And it was, uh, it was a good, like, I actually, it's, this is a fun episode. This is a really fun episode. I probably could come up even higher, but four, four out of five for now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Peg is getting dumb with the, she doesn't know what a, a tablespoon is. She doesn't know dollar signs. Like, how does Peg not know a dollar sign? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of S's? Like, it is, it, it's, She's almost getting progressively dumber, almost like Kelly did, and still will. Uh, so, okay, four to five. Okay, Jerry, how many kangaroo burgers are you whooshing down the chute for this episode? I'm doing three. Um, for me, it's a pretty average episode. I don't necessarily care for the episodes where it's all about Peg putting Al into some kind of financial situation. Especially when it shows Peggy in such a like negative light, because it's harder for me to enjoy the episode when I'm literally like Al, just kill her, just kill her <laughs> and hide the body. No one will ever notice. She barely leaves the house. You've already banned her for Troy's. They're not going to notice she's not there anymore. You could get away with this. So it, it's kind of so because of that I can't go to a four, even though I really like a lot of things in this episode. The whole. Peggy thing just kind of drags me down and bums me out a little bit. So I'm, I'm just coming with an average three out of five. Okay. Um, see, for me, the reason that doesn't weigh anything down is because it's really not an episode where any of that's happening. It all happens within like a window of three minutes that you realize that, oh my God, Peg's an idiot. Because the rest of the time, all you think is that she got a job and she's making more than Al. So the whole episode's sort of more based on that than the financial dilemma she put them in, which is only the tail end. He gets revenge uh, by putting her to work, which is the ultimate, obviously, worst thing Peggy ever would want to do. So she gets her comeuppance, like, instantly. And, and like, if you look back on it, yeah, sure, we could say, oh, that's what she was doing to him this whole episode. But you don't really know that watching. That's why the enjoyment of the experience, it doesn't weigh it down for me based on that but if if i knew then yeah i'd probably just be irritated this whole time paulie sure yeah it was a i love that whole entire thing that whole thing in the um burger trek place i <clears throat> love steve's jokes uh the intro being you know not eating again and the jokes that marcy says about her you know she i've seen her children like everything there's really not a a dull moment here so i'm gonna go ahead and say four out of five kangaroo burgers whooshing down the chute for this episode as well guys be sure to tune in next week as we review the harder they fall steve is obsessed with the fear that an enraged driver may come looking for him and wait till we get to that episode and I read the IMDB description. You won't believe what you're going to hear. You won't believe what you hear next. <laughs> wow, William Shatner reference. Nice. All right, guys. Have a safe, happy new year. Don't drink and drive. We'll see you next year.